Hello, mummers. Welcome to episode five in our prolapse series. Today, we are talking about the roller coaster of emotions that you may experience when being diagnosed with a prolapse. So, enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with Fizzy. Hello, mummers. Welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. This is the end of our podcast series. So this is episode five of our prolapse series. There will be another amazing series being released. So make sure you do subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so you don't miss it. But today is the final episode in this five-part prolapse series. And I think it is a good one to finish on. It is acknowledging and talking and sharing stories about the emotional roller coaster that is a prolapse diagnosis. Now, this is going to hit home for so many women who have gone and experienced the same thing. And I know you're not alone. It's why I want to share it. I wanted to acknowledge it because I felt like it was the elephant in the room that we can talk about the physicality of prolapse. We can talk about exercise. We can talk about, you know, the really tangible physical aspects of it. But I don't think there's much spoken about the emotional aspects of it. And as I share in the episode today, I'm going to talk about you know, me as a women's health physio who understands logically and rationally all about the ins and outs of a prolapse, I still had this really intense emotional spiral when I first discovered I had a prolapse after the birth of my third baby. And it was a really good experience for me to go through. And I'm not even close to experiencing what a lot of women experience. Mine was quite mild, but I still had that real emotional spiral, which I speak about in the podcast today. And it just gave me this really beautiful glimpse of what it must feel like for a lot of women. And I think I really needed to experience that so that I could have more empathy for my clients um, from a you know, I've been there point of view as opposed to it's okay. This from my physio brain, it's okay because I can tell you these things. But sometimes, you know what? I could tell you all the things that still won't change how you feel emotionally about it in that very moment anyway. So I just thought it was important to include a whole episode around this topic. And I also include two beautiful stories um, in separate parts of the podcast today from Pregnancy Posse members sharing A, their emotional responses to a prolapse diagnosis. And I think that is, whew, that is so powerful to hear the words they use, fear, shame, broken, isolated, something's wrong with me, guilt as well. Like I've done something wrong to, for this to happen. It's, you know, so intense, these emotions we're having, but then also the beautiful positive advice that they share for other mamas. And it literally gave me goosebumps listening to them. So really powerful stuff to listen to today. I know you're going to love it, um, particularly if you've been there before, if you've had a prolapse diagnosis, I know you're going to really resonate with this episode. Come and chat to me over at Physio Laura if something does resonate with you in this episode or if there's something extra you'd like to share with me and my community, I'd really love to hear from you. And again, make sure that you go and check out the bonus video if you're a Pregnancy Posse member because 
I draw on the whiteboard this amazing explanation of exactly what a prolapse is, how a pessary helps, how the pelvic floor helps to support it. It just really helps you click and understand what's going on with it. And remember that we have a beautiful community of women over there as well. Prolapse friendly workouts, pelvic floor friendly, pregnancy friendly. Um, So if you're looking for some more support and guidance, if you are pregnant right now listening to this and you want to know how to move your body safely or you just want to talk to me, a physio or other women who have been through this, definitely invite you to come and check it out. It's a beautiful community of women. It's a really nice, warm vibe. No question is a silly question. You can ask me. I do Q&As every week, so you can ask me whatever is on your mind. So that's at thepregnancyposse.com if you want to trial it for seven days. You can go and check it out. But otherwise, thank you for being here and listening and sending me messages about how much you're enjoying this podcast series. I'm always open to feedback as well. So if you have any other podcast series you'd like me to do in this new year that is 2022 please do send me a message over at physio laura i'd love to hear from you but let's jump into the final episode episode five today talking all about the emotional roller coaster that is a prolapse diagnosis enjoy hello ladies now i don't think i could have a prolapse podcast series without addressing the elephant in the room that is the emotional roller coaster that is a prolapse diagnosis and the fears that come up and I wanted to put this episode out there because I know that so many women feel alone in the thoughts and feelings that come up around prolapse and I also wanted to just acknowledge that it can be really easy for me to sit here and say that's fine Jane don't worry about your prolapse there's all these things you can do about it here's all the positivity and the hope and and all of that is so valid and so true but it's also worth acknowledging that you know what i I understand that you're probably feeling all these things too and that you're going to have some grieving and that you're going to have these moments of feeling broken. And so today what I want to speak about is my own personal experience with prolapse and then the common fears that my audience have told me, my posse members plus social media, I've asked you guys to tell me like what are the fears that come up for you? I wanted to share them so that you don't feel alone. And then obviously we're going to hear from some really wonderful members about their advice and their experiences. So um, so me, I had a slight brush with a prolapse diagnosis. So I certainly don't feel like I'm equipped to personally say I know exactly how it feels to have a prolapse, but I had a hint of it, which I think is really important for me as a physiotherapist to now be able to empathize to some degree with my clients. So I haven't previously been able to I've been able to sympathize and rationalize, but not empathize because I haven't had that experience until the birth of my third baby. So um, for those of you who haven't, you can go and check out my third pregnancy and birth story on the podcast. I go and discuss my birth story, which was a VBAC after two seasons, and I talk about my postpartum recovery and how I felt with that vaginal heaviness. So just to really summarize that, because I'm sure a lot of you have already listened to it. I had a vaginal birth and pretty much immediately postpartum felt like a heaviness in the vagina. So for me, it specifically felt like a fullness in the vagina, like I was wearing a tampon and it was just like, I felt like I was sitting on something, like there was something just sitting there. Um, I felt often like I just wanted to put my hands down there and 
kind of pull it up for comfort or sit on the edge of a couch or something where I could just kind of lift my perineum up because it felt heavy and it felt full and it felt uncomfortable. So in the very, very early days postpart, again, you're probably better off going back and listening to my episode because it's sketchy for me now, you know, classic hindsight, you know, memory gets hazy, probably just the universe telling me to have another baby. (laughs) But in the very, very early days postpartum, I remember vividly going to the beach within the first week postpartum and just being upright for, you know, five minutes or so, I had to lie down on the sand. I couldn't even sit up. I was so uncomfortable. I felt so heavy. I felt so full. I felt like I just wanted to walk around if, you know, I didn't feel it was quite socially acceptable. I just wanted to walk around with my hand holding my undies because I felt like I needed to hold it in. Now, that, you know, obviously didn't feel amazing. I felt a lot of it was because of my scar tissue and my stitches that I had because um, I needed to have a surgical repair after birth. And then again, from memory, probably better off, this might not even be accurate according to my postpartum series, but from memory, as that feeling started to resolve, I remember maybe a couple of weeks later, I started to get a more specific vaginal sensation. So less about like where my my stitches were, which was a lot of that discomfort and more just around the vagina and feeling like, oh, actually, I think this could be a prolapse because my stitches are feeling better now, but I'm now getting this like tampon sensation in my vagina where I feel like I'm sitting on a full tampon, which is definitely aggravated by being on my feet or walking or baby wearing And I vividly remember being in the shower one night and I'm an idiot because I should not have done this because I knew this would spiral me mentally because I know too much as a physiotherapist. So standing in the shower one night, I thought, oh, I'm just going to see what's going on. So I put my finger in the vagina and I felt tissue that had not been there before. It was new. This tissue had not been there after my two previous births. This was completely new. I know that area quite well. I know my body well. And I could feel this bulge. And it felt pretty close to the entrance of the vagina. And I freaked out. And now I'm a women's health physio, guys. Like, I know what's going on. If a client or a friend came to me and said, hey, I'm this you know, early postpartum. I'm only a couple of weeks postpartum. I've just put my finger in my vagina. I can feel tissue there. I know that I'd be like, girlfriend, relax. It's okay. You've just had a vaginal birth. We almost expect that to be there. It's going to be soft. You're standing up, so there's going to be more pressure down there. You know, it's still within the vagina. It's not coming outside the vagina. It's all okay. I know that. And I know a lot of women who first notice their prolapse will not know that. But I knew that and I still spiraled. I almost cried. I remember saying to my husband, I've just done this and I felt bad and oh my God, I think I have a prolapse. And he was like, Laura, you shouldn't have done that. You know that. You shouldn't have done that. And you know that that's not, you don't need to freak out. Why are you stressing yourself out? And I knew that, but I still couldn't quite get into my rational brain. I was still emotionally future tripping. I was scared. I was like, what does this mean? Will I be able to run and surf and lift weights again, you know? I, if I'm being honest, I also had the thought of, was it worth it? You know, I had a huge VBAC journey and then I thought, oh my God, imagine if I've just had this incredible home birth VBAC and now I've got a prolapse for the rest of my life. Like, is that worth it? And I, I feel a bit vulnerable sharing that, but that is a thought that ran through my mind. Side note, 
totally worth it. (laughs) But these are all the things I had to process. And so it did give me that little bit of empathy that I previously didn't have because I hadn't experienced it for those women who do freak out. And there's me on the other side saying, but it's okay, Jane, blah, 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 blah. And I think it's really important if you are someone trying to support someone with prolapse right now to listen to them and just let them get it off their chest because there's so much of an emotional roller coaster that you go on when you have a prolapse diagnosis. Now, again, I certainly didn't even have close to like a bad prolapse. I had prolapse sensations and I went and saw my physio. I got it assessed. I only had a slight bit of movement in the vaginal walls. And that feeling of heaviness and feeling like there was a tampon, you know, within me, that slowly, slowly, slowly resolved over a number of months. Now, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm just over six months postpartum. And I would say I've gone from feeling that sensation every single day and not being able to walk for more than, say, five minutes to now... I am doing like an exercise class once a week. I'm doing the odd run here and there. I do reformer Pilates. I lift, carry all my children, do all of my day-to-day household activities. For the most part, 98% of the time, symptom-free. I will occasionally, if I go for a surf and, you know, I've been doing a lot of pop-ups or, you know, you know, if I've gone for too many runs, occasionally I will notice just like a, oh, Again, feels like a tampon's in the vagina, but that's it. So I am very fortunate in that I've had a fantastic recovery. Now, a lot of that involved patience and trust. And what I mean by that is that I trusted my body would heal in its own time if I respected it. So whenever I felt symptomatic, I stopped what I was doing. Whenever I felt like, oh, that doesn't feel right, I didn't then go and push myself. I really rested hard. I rested so hard, more than I've ever rested before because I knew it was important to listen to my body. I've done the right rehab. I've never pushed myself beyond what I knew my body was capable of doing. And I was patient. I didn't rush the process. I knew that it would all work out in the wash for me if I did the right things. I would be able to get back to a really good capacity, but I need to respect my body. So that's my journey. That's what's happened for me so far. And I'm not at all saying that I know how it feels to have a really severe or significant prolapse, but I know how it feels to have that spiral as soon as you feel something that's out of place, to to have the emotional roller coaster of what does this mean for me? You know, will sex be the same? Will running be the same? Will weightlifting be the same? Will, you know, future pregnancies or births be the same? I've had all those questions run through my mind. And fortunately for me, it's all worked out fine and I'm fantastic now. But I just felt like it was important to share my journey of it. I'm not, you know, bulletproof when it comes to these things, even though I know that it was all going to be okay and that that was within, you know, normal, I still had that spiral. So if anyone else is is sitting there going, oh my God, yes, me too, then like you're so not alone. Okay, ladies, I'm going to pause the podcast now because I want to share with you the stories from my Pregnancy Posse members about how their emotional response was to their prolapse diagnosis. I think it's so important to hear this from other women who are in the same trench that you feel like you might be in at the moment. They are so honest and vulnerable. They share about the raw and intimate emotions they felt after prolapse diagnosis, ranging from shock, 
fear, shame, guilt, worry, isolation, and so much more. And it's a really special share from these women. I think it's going to help so many women feel less alone. So here are my wonderful Pregnancy Posse members describing in great detail exactly how they felt after their prolapse diagnosis. When I first discovered that I had a prolapse, it was really scary. I thought that, do you know what, I can't even, I just remember fear, sheer fear, thinking, oh my goodness, what's happened? My body's falling apart. I just didn't know what to do. I never, I didn't even know what a prolapse was. I'd never heard of a prolapse before. You know, I didn't realise that it actually, I thought, oh my God, my organs are going to come out of my body. Um, I'm going you know um but but yeah massively massively scary experience to begin with but that got better and it got easier over time emotionally after kind of working out i had a prolapse i was devastated because you think what does this mean for my delivery of this next baby what does this mean for when i'm 60 how severe is it and what is it going to do to my sex life it's pretty loaded so emotionally, having a prolapse and finding out I had a prolapse was terrible for me. It really ruined my mental health because I'm a fit, active woman and I was unable to do any of those things that I could normally do. So it really messed with my emotions. I feel like it definitely robbed me of the joy of having a newborn baby. Um, it was, you know, lots of tears, lots of fear. And because of where I live, I didn't have access to support. So I did a lot of Google searches, which was a big problem in itself because that filled me with more fear yeah definitely not good very negative I wasn't surprised that I had a prolapse I kind of knew that was on the cards but the emotional side of learning to live with it and restricting what I couldn't do anymore like during my normal life was quite challenging and is probably still quite challenging as in you know I can't, I still can't run. I can get back to a little bit of exercise, but I still can't run. Um, so that that probably does play a bit of emotional tug on the heartstrings, as in I can't run around with my children. So I rely on my husband a lot to do that. But as for finding out, I was pretty prepared for that because I knew after what had happened with my birth that that was very much on the cards. I was, I was devastated at first. I didn't know anyone who'd had a prolapse. I'd literally never heard about it. I talked to my, you know, other people about it. No one said that they, they had that. I didn't know what it would mean for exercising or sex or, you know, how, how it would change me um, ongoing. I was absolutely devastated to find I had a prolapse. Really active, love running. And to be told that you can't really run very much and return to a normal life after having a baby is really hard. In the beginning, it was very overwhelming and daunting, kind of knowing that I wanted to have more kids. I worried that this would affect child rearing and, you know, even just raising my son and how I held him, you know, my women's health physio told me that I had to try and minimize the weight that I was putting on my body as well so constantly carrying a baby around especially a refluxy baby that wasn't settling very well so I was holding him a lot I was always worried you know that I was either making it worse or wouldn't be able to have the same kind of child experience or childbirth experience that I did with him um 
I also started thinking about what I did wrong. Maybe I didn't do enough pelvic floor exercises. Maybe I didn't do them right. How did this happen? So a little bit of guilt, frustration, but, yeah, mostly just worry, mostly just how is this going to affect future pregnancies and births and would that mean that I'm only able to have caesareans from now on or would it ever get better, you know, that sort of thing. When I first found out that I had a prolapse, my immediate reaction was fear and shock. I didn't really know what to expect. I'd never heard of it before. I didn't know if this was something that would affect me for the rest of my life or for future births or how long I would have this problem for if I would be able to live my normal life. Yeah, I definitely panicked quite a bit, even though the doctors and the GPs all said, oh, it's just a prolapse, like it was just a normal thing. I, yeah, I didn't react very well at all. I, I really had a bit of a breakdown about it and put myself on bed rest for two or three weeks, which is completely unnecessary. But that's just how I felt I needed to process what was going on. I was mortified. This was not something that anyone had given me any heads up about. I was a then 20 six 27 year old fit healthy always running always active you know to then not be able to do those things it was really I was very emotional I was extremely emotional I was someone who didn't get all up in my vagina I didn't even use tampons and then you know before I knew it I was being fitted with a a ring pessary so it was a really really emotional emotional and even traumatic time I would say and then I guess just feeling like I felt so ill-informed going into my pregnancy and then my birth and my birth outcomes and how that affected or how, or how that eventually resulted in the prolapse and the prolapse symptoms. I just felt really hard done by, I guess. I felt like I didn't have all the information going in and I didn't get any information going out that maybe could have prevented me doing further damage. So, yeah, it was, it was a really, really rough time. When it first happened, I was pretty upset about it. I definitely felt quite worried, quite angry, to be honest. Um, I just thought I didn't realise that this happened maybe to younger women. I thought maybe it was something that happened as you uh, got older. Um, I was very distressed, so I spoke to a couple of girlfriends about what had happened, but immediately I booked myself in with my GP to investigate it further, have it confirmed and diagnosed and discuss what I could do about it. I knew that there would be something that I could do about the situation, um, so I took some action to take control over it, but for a long time until I saw the physio, I, I would say that I was quite distressed and angry and upset that it had happened. In a way, I felt like my body was letting me down a little bit that, that this had occurred. Emotionally to start with, I was in utter shock. I just got out of the shower and just started Googling and I'd never really... I'd heard a little bit about prolapse, but I just thought it happened to older people, not, you know, 34-year-olds. Um, 
yes, I just kept Googling and I just felt really alone and just called my obstetrician straight away. Um, Ended up getting in to see the most amazing pelvic floor physio who should pretty much be a psychologist because I walked away from that first appointment with her feeling amazing. So, um, you know, it's obviously been a long recovery emotionally and physically, but, um, yeah, that was four and a half years ago. Um, To start with, I definitely felt like I was the only person that this had ever happened to. So I'm actually a women's personal trainer. So for me, I kind of felt like, I felt like my, my, my world had kind of ended and that I wouldn't actually be able to do my job properly anymore. Um, that um, I felt ashamed, I felt like embarrassed. I felt like I'd let myself down. I felt like I should have done something differently. Um, you know, cause here I am trying to advise other people on what to do with their bodies. And I've allowed myself to get a prolapse. Um, I know now that that isn't really the case, but at the time I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was just constantly on my mind. I'd be checking every time I went to the toilet. Is there any more bulging? Is there this? Is there that? It was horrible actually. It was really, it did feel really like, oh my God, this is, this is just the worst. I was devastated. It wasn't really something I had too much awareness of and I just wasn't really expecting it. Um, And for me, being active is such a big part of my overall well-being and to get told that I have to stop doing simple things like walking and, and other exercise or limit it significantly just really, really upset me. I was extremely devastated when I found out I had a prolapse. I was kind of expecting the diagnosis, but I guess it didn't really hit me until I heard the words that, yes, you do have it. I felt like my body had failed me. I really prepped for my delivery. Um, I'm pretty conscious of my pelvic floor and I've done a lot of um, training for that. So, and I guess I was just super worried that I wouldn't be able to play volleyball, um, go dancing. It was honestly miserable to just walk around and carry my baby um, because my symptoms were that bad. So I felt like, how am I supposed to live with these symptoms and do the things that I like to do? So my work is as a general practitioner and I deal with a lot of women's health issues. I'd been as proactive as I could about looking after my pelvic floor uh, whilst I was pregnant. And in my role as a GP, I see a lot of women 10, 20, 30 years after they've had babies, frequently around the time of menopause, who are presenting with prolapse symptoms for the first time. So it's something that I'm very aware of. It was a real shock for me on a personal level to realise that I had joined their ranks despite doing everything that my knowledge base had allowed to be as well prepared as possible. Emotionally, I found it really hard at the start, especially receiving a diagnosis, not really something that I've been through before. I did feel, I guess, disappointed with myself, ashamed at the beginning definitely embarrassed. I mean, I was 27 and, you know, potentially having this condition for life and it's something that I need to manage. So I felt like I really let myself down. I guess also a bit disappointed with the public hospital system as well, or at least the resources that you're given 
as a first-time mum. Yeah, any sense of injustice that no one actually knows anything about prolapses and the statistics are so high. There's so many people out there who have them and they don't even know. Yeah, and I suppose for me as well, yeah, mentally it has just been so hard. To be honest, I was pretty upset when I first heard the diagnosis of prolapse. Um, it just felt like something that older people would have. And I'm, you know, an active PE teacher, did all my pelvic floor exercises during pregnancy. So it was probably more of shock than anything. And it took me a week or two really to accept before I could move on to looking at yeah, treatment and that sort of thing. And I wanted to share with you, I put out to my social media audience, like what are your main fears that have come up with having a prolapse diagnosis? Because I wanted to share them with you all on the podcast because I know you're not going to be alone if you hear this. You're not the only one thinking it. So some of the common fears that came up around a prolapse diagnosis were one, feeling like you're broken, like your body is dysfunctional, like it didn't do what it was meant to do, like something is really wrong or broken with it. So obviously we know that's not true. We know that pregnancy and birth has put a huge weight and toll on that area and it needs time to recover. And truthfully, in the Western society, we don't honor and allow and give space for women to recover how they should anyway. They're asked to do way too many things in the early days postpartum physically and mentally. And it's not conducive to managing a prolapse. It's not conducive at all to resting. And that's a big part of that. But you're not broken. It's important to know that. Another big thing was about the aesthetics of a prolapse. So will it ever look the same again? This made a lot of women feel really self-conscious, particularly when it came to intimacy and sexual relationships. They felt like this, you know, this wouldn't ever look the same. There was always going to be something different or a bulge and their vulva would look different. And I think that's important to acknowledge that, yeah, it may not ever look the same again. And that's okay too. It doesn't mean you have to love it. I do think you need to accept it at some stage. It is your body. It's an amazing thing. Again, you don't have to love it, but you do need to accept it and maybe honor it and maybe love it for what it's done to get you to where it is. And yeah, you can still be mad and frustrated and pissed off that, you know, you're left with this, but um, yeah, that's a fear that a lot of women have is that it will never look the same. Also, side note, it may not look the same, doesn't mean it won't function the same. So sexually, for those women who think or are self-conscious about it, um, it doesn't mean it won't function the same. Also, if you are concerned about how it looks, I definitely recommend you go and check out. Um, there's a vulva library online somewhere. And I think there's a, oh, what's the account? There's an Instagram account, Comfortable In My Skin, I think it's called, who does vulva photo shoots and things like that. And what's important to note, yes, it may look different to how it looked for you pre birth but vulvas look so different everyone has a different vulva we come in all different shapes and sizes and it's really great to be able to see other people's vulvas and go ah we're all unique we're all beautiful it doesn't matter there is no perfect looking vulva it is just another part of your body like your knee your knee looks different to someone else's and that's just your body and I know again it's hard because it looks different for you to how it looked pre-birth but so do your breasts your breasts change your tummy changes like there's so much about your body that does change and again you don't have to love it but I think it's important that eventually you accept it um 
so yeah go check out those volo libraries they're really helpful i guess that you won't ever be able to run again so obviously i've already addressed that in the exercise podcast go back and check that out if you haven't already but that's a real fear like i had the same thing i thought am i ever going to be able to exercise again am i ever going to be able to run again so go check out that exercise podcast but you're definitely not alone if that's what you're thinking a really common fear that came up was that you won't ever be able to have another baby and again i address that in the pregnancy and birth podcast in the prolapse series but it's a very legitimate fear and worry and anxiety that what does this mean for future pregnancies and birth so Go and check that episode out if you haven't already. And then the final one that you all sent in, a common theme was that you will need to have surgery ASAP. That, you know, something is severely wrong and you need to go in and get surgery for it. Now, for some women, I'm sure that may be the case. But um, in episode two, I talk about this in the treatment episode. Go and check that out. Surgery is like plan Z. So don't think you need to be rushing off to a surgery ASAP. Again, for a small, small, small minority of particularly young, healthy postpartum women, this is not the case. For a small minority of women, it will be. But for majority of women, there's so much you can do to help it that doesn't involve surgery. So if you haven't already, go check out episode two where I chat about that. So I hope this episode just really helps to make you feel Um, heard or maybe seen Um, you might be feeling quite lonely in your prolapse journey at the moment I'm certainly not saying I know how you feel but I'm just sharing how I felt and maybe you have felt the same and maybe that makes you feel less alone and when you hear from the pregnancy posse members maybe hearing from other women also makes you feel less alone because I think the the worst thing you can do is get diagnosed with a prolapse and then feel like you are the only one who understands and you are the only one who knows what it feels like and you are the only one having these worries and anxieties because we know that one in every two women who ever had a baby will have a prolapse so you're definitely not alone I don't want you to feel isolated so hopefully this podcast just gives you a little bit of cheer And maybe you're sitting there and going, you know what? This Laura chick has no idea what it feels like to have a prolapse. And you know what? That's valid too. I have had my own unique small journey um, touching on this topic, but I just thought it would be worthwhile sharing. I have great advice. (laughs) Go and see a women's health physio. Stop looking on Google and rest. Ask for help. That is my biggest thing I can say is seek help. Yes, it's common, but it's not normal and you don't have to suffer and you can return to a normal life. And there is life after prolapse. That's Yeah, definitely. But first things first, book yourself an appointment with the women's health physio because that's what saved the day for me. Yeah, I thought my life was over when I prolapsed and I freaked out and did all the things. I cried. I went into hibernation, no one saw me or heard from me because I was that miserable. And if only I'd known that women's health physios existed back then, could have been a whole different story. So please do yourself a favour, go and find a women's health physio and you'll be fine. If you find a good physio and are open to options, you know, life can get a lot better and a lot easier for you. So I've, I've got a lot of friends who haven't had the same situation as me but I've still referred them to my physio because you know they can still get help to strengthen their pelvic floor which you know I didn't really know before I had kids so you know don't limit yourself it's definitely possible to get right back on track
I was in the same boat too. I was really scared. I didn't know what it meant, but it gets better. You do the exercises, you you make it better, you work with what you've got and yeah, there's definitely, definitely hope. A fun little side note, I, since being diagnosed with a prolapse, I've been having the best sex of my life. So I don't know whether it's because I've been doing the exercises or whether I've got a better awareness or respect for my body, but yeah, that's something to look forward to as well. My advice for new mamas is to trust what you're feeling. If it feels uncomfortable and you feel like there's something wrong, go and see someone. If you get brushed off, go and see someone else. Like I had to. My pelvic floor physio was so amazing. She put my mind at ease. We've managed the prolapse. And although during the pregnancy right now, it's a little bit uncomfortable. I'm feeling pretty confident to manage it again with her through this pregnancy and after the next baby. The biggest piece of advice that I can give you is that it's not your fault. Sometimes there's nothing that you could have done to have prevented it from happening. You know, there could be multi-factors that work together to create the prolapse itself. So don't beat yourself up. What's done is done. The most important thing now is how you can recover and help your body to recover. So seek out a really great women's health physio. They are phenomenal at what they do. Get all the help and advice you can. Don't put too much pressure on yourself and just rest, like really rest your body. Your body has gone through so much in, you know, what what has caused the prolapse in the first place. So just really take it easy on yourself mentally and physically. Just keep tracking along. Don't worry about where you're at in your journey. Every woman is different. Every journey is different. But you will get there. You will get to where you want to be with your goals. And there are so many positive outcomes that come from this. So just keep on going. You've got this. My main advice would be to get it checked out as soon as you feel like something's not quite right, but also to talk about it with your friends, your family, colleagues, anyone, because I just found that not, I was the only person in my friends group to have gone through a prolapse and just having that publicity about it seems to make it more normal and more mainstream, which takes that scary factor away. So you've got this mama, it'll get better. Work with your women's health physio. They'll strengthen you up and get everything back to where it should be. Everything will be okay. But my yeah, my main tip is just to be open about it, talk about it. I think it's absolutely so normal and part of the process to freak out and go through those motions and feel like you have failed or your body's failed you and that this shouldn't be happening. I would really try and refrain from Googling and not looking at Google images, oh my Lord and get yourself to a pelvic floor physio. Make sure they do an assessment of you standing with you standing and just know that it's definitely not a life sentence. That sounds so cliche, but it is not. I literally went from someone who could not even use a tampon to now inserting a pessary on my own whenever I need to or feel like I should. And it's just a non-event. And when it's in, I forget it's there. I get on with my day-to-day life it's not surgery, it's not permanent, yeah. Just to know that it's not 
permanent. It's not something that you'll necessarily even have to live with for a long time or it's not something that will be as bad as it is for a long time. So when I first started Googling what could be done about it, I saw information about surgery, which was really confronting and worrying. I didn't want to have an operation to have to correct something. I was so relieved to know that I could get the support of a physiotherapist and implement uh, strength training exercises to help. At first, I didn't know how much things would improve or how quickly they would improve, but what I was experiencing initially, I didn't even have to live with for one month. Instantly, the strength training could help reduce what I was living with and get it better. And to the point now that I don't even really think about it and I don't notice anything. So I'm actually at the point that I'm not having to live with it as a condition or an issue. It's something I've moved completely past, which is fantastic. Just know that it isn't the end of the world. And even though you feel like it at the time, like you're broken, you are not. It is just about stripping it all back and really working on the fundamentals again and kind of relearning that kind of core management, that pelvic floor management and that pressure management and just really starting from the beginning and not rushing back into anything. And slowly but surely, if you're taking those correct steps forward, you will be able to lead a perfectly normal life and get back to doing the things that you love. Honestly, like prolapse doesn't take over my mind anymore. It's just something that is there that I just kind of live with. It's not it's not something that's on the forefront of my mind. It's not something that I really consider when I'm going to do much at all anymore. I just know that, you know, it's just about managing that pressure and that's kind of become second nature. It's just automatic to me now and you will get there. Just keep going. Listen to the experts. Speak to an experienced pelvic floor physio. Have regular appointments with them. Don't freak out. I think there is a lot of women that suffer with this that don't actually ever get it resolved and they suffer in silence. I've got personal friends that have done that. It isn't, you know, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to end up in an operation. You can't have another birth, another child. You can't go back to your exercise. you just got to be patient. I think that's the thing that I obviously lack. I think with the right treatment, the right support, try not to do this on your own. And actually, do you know what? We're not very good in the UK around seeking private appointments. The NHS isn't great with this. They're overstretched. You know, spend that money. And it's not expensive of seeing a pelvic floor physio and continue to see them to reassure you and ensure that you are on the right path of recovery you know it might be 35 pound it might be 40 pound it might be whatever it is in your area it might be 25 pound but actually for you to be reassured that you can go back to all that exercise that you love and you've got someone to support you that's in my eyes well worth the investment don't be scared worried concerned you know with the right support and treatment you know you can recover from this at the moment, you might think it's the end of the world, but really it's not. My, my biggest advice would be if you're not seeing one already, get a really good women's health physio and take on all of their advice. There is, there is light at the end of the tunnel and, and there are things that can be done to make you better. 
I would just say that it can feel, feel very scary and isolating to be diagnosed with prolapse and you can feel like you're never going to live life like you imagined, um, but it can and it will get better. Our bodies are amazing. Um, they've been through a lot and we're so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. Um, and to just give yourself grace while you're dealing with the diagnosis, um, coping with the diagnosis, and then working on improving it. So the best advice that I could give to a mama who's having some prolapse issues is potentially to be honest with those around her. Initially, I felt quite isolated by what I was going through, but I told my partner, I told my mom, and I told some friends, and I actually felt heaps better. People were incredibly sympathetic. They wanted to know. They wanted to understand. A lot of people hadn't even heard of prolapse before when I was speaking to them. Even as simple as when you're out walking, uh, for people to know to walk a bit slower so that you can be mindful in your pacing. It was absolutely empowering and everyone wants to know how I'm going, which is actually really lovely. My advice would be not to feel that there uh, isn't a future. There absolutely is a future. Things do improve. They will improve naturally, but there's also evidence-based approaches that we can take to improve prolapse and improve our pelvic floor. So if you're not happy with how things are going, go and have a chat to a doctor, go and have a chat to a pelvic um, health physio because I'm sure that there are some things that you're going to be able to do to to meet your own goals and the best time that we can do them is now not to wait until we're heading towards menopause when our bodies naturally start to relax our elastic in our skin and our muscles decreases do it now uh, so that we can be in tip-top form as we as our pelvic floor and our bodies age don't feel alone and don't feel like your body has let you down. Just be kind to yourself. This is a condition that isn't guaranteed to be your whole life and it doesn't have to define your quality of life if you don't allow it. There's a lot of support out there. You just need to know where to find it. And I guess there's the reassurance that it is so common whether people realise that they have one or know much about it, but you really aren't alone. I totally know how you feel if you're just um, being diagnosed with a prolapse, but please go see a women's health physio. Don't be afraid to use some tools, whether it's a pessary or something else. And also I found just talking about it in my mum's group, there were other mamas who had symptoms but hadn't got checked out and then they ended up going to the same physio as me and now they're on their healing journey and it just makes you feel like you're not alone so if you're you know at that stage where you feel you can talk about please do because there's so many other women out there and yeah we can work together to to normalize it and not be scared of it hang in there yeah we're in we're all together in this Hello mamas, that is our final episode in this prolapse series and I think it was a real banger to go out with. Like I said in the intro, I think this topic is so important to address that yes, we've got the physical side of prolapse but we've got to address the emotional side of it as well and whether you're someone that is going through this prolapse experience or not I think it's so important to have listened to this episode because it will help you help someone with a prolapse so if your friend your sister your mother your you know colleague is experiencing this you might just have a tiny little bit of understanding now of what it is that they're going through and you know sometimes the right thing to say is not oh you'll be right because you can understand maybe now that 
whilst that might be true, there's still so much that comes up for someone who's just been told they have a prolapse. So I think it's really important to have dressed the elephant in the room that is the emotional roller coaster of the ups and downs of what does this mean for my life now? And if you haven't already, do go and check out the first four episodes in this series because maybe some of those fears that come up for you that we spoke about today have been addressed in those first four episodes and they might help to allay your fears by going and listening to them. We talk about what exactly is a prolapse? We talk about what are the main treatment and management options for prolapse. We talk about exercising with a prolapse and we talk about navigating pregnancy and birth with a prolapse. So if you haven't already, go and check out those first four episodes. Please do make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast because I've got so many great podcast series coming up and I'd always love to hear your feedback as well. So if you have any ideas or things that you would love for me to talk about on the podcast, please come on over to at Physio Laura and let me know your thoughts and feedback and feelings about it because at the end of the day, this podcast is for you. So if you have something that you don't feel has been addressed that you think, you know what, Laura, I really want you to bring this to my ears, <laughs> then please tell me. That's what you're here for. That's what I'm here for. This podcast, you know, it is for me. I do love doing it, of course, and I love connecting with you all via this platform, but I obviously do it for you. This is who the podcast is for. So please come and tell me. And if you want to chat with me further, I live inside the Pregnancy Posse. That is my online membership program for pregnant women. We have weekly workouts, oodles and oodles of pregnancy information, pelvic floor management, prolapse management, dram management, pelvic pain management, all of the managements, <laughs> a beautiful community forum. Please come and chat with me inside there. You can find me at thepregnancyposse.com and you can trial my membership for seven days. Otherwise, ladies, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day wherever you're listening to this right now. I hope you are doing something for you. I guess listening to this podcast is technically doing something for you, isn't it? <laughs> It's kind of a bit of me time. I hope it's been enjoyable and I will catch you all for our next amazing series. Bye for now.